So, Dimitri. Yeah. Are you excited for the Thursday Night Football Crap Bowl tonight? Uh... Yes. Um, I also have the Panthers going head to head. (laughs) I got the Panthers official beer here. It's a Bud Light. See that? The Bryce Young of beer. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm not even going to crack this. I'm going to wait till game time to crack this beer. (laughs) Well, since you're not going to crack your beer, I'll crack mine. Good old mean duck. Everyone knows the drill. Uh, that was nice to hear. It's been a little bit. That was great to hear. It has been. It has been. Welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter. We hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host, Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. As you can tell by my very enthused voice, how <laughs> I felt about the wrestling over the last two weeks. Dimitri, how did you feel about the wrestling over the last two weeks? Uh, super similarly, and I wasn't sure if it was just me, because, like, life's been kind of busy for me lately, mm-hmm. uh, so, like, I wasn't sure if it was just me that it's felt like sort of a little bit of a drag here, um, but it sounds like it's not just me, so that's lovely. Nope. Uh, I think both companies have kind of been shit in the bed lately on lots of creative, lots of stuff that just makes no sense. We'll get into it. Our format here is top of the mid, headlines, stock rising, stock falling, lots of stock falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, whatever, to kick off a conversation. Dimitri, let's let's start with some good vibes, though. Okay. Top of the mid. Oh, man. Uh, Tazawa, I've, I've been loving this Tazawa stuff. You know how I feel about comedy and wrestling. If it's done right, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> his little fucking little dance thing that he's been doing, that little jig... I don't know what about it, but bruh, it's like one of my favorite things. I need to see him do that every week. But I think him joining the Alpha Academy is a great move because it's such a good group. And Chad's just been like literally Mm -hmm. mentoring all these folks and it just like works. It just makes sense. Everybody, it feels like that he touches gets a little bit better. So I'm excited to see him actually get some meaningful TV time. Other than uh, just kind of being in backstage scenes, uh, doing funny shit every now and then. I I also think it's very funny that Tazawa is leading two vastly different lives between Monday Night Raw and NXT. Have you noticed any of that? No, I haven't been tuning into NXT. What's he up to in NXT? He's like a pseudo heel on NXT. Like oh, and then he shows up on Raw jigging. Yeah. <laughs> like hilarious. he stole. Um, uh, Metaphors Trophy. Yeah. They're, that group, they have that trophy. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay, they have a trophy. I don't know what it is. But he yeah. stole it and was like not wanting to give it back. And like when you see him wrestle on NXT, you're like, damn, this boy's got it. And I say boy jokingly because it's really great that Chad Gable is, is picking up another young up-and-comer for the group. You know, Tazawa at his Young, supple age of 38. <laughs> Is he really 38? He's 38. Bruh, Asian, don't raisin. That's crazy. <laughs> that is nuts. That man is 38. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how. That's exactly how I feel about Asuka when I learned that she was like 40. I'm like, holy shit. You're what? like, only 40? Damn. Yeah, Asian, don't raisin. I really don't. <laughs> Do you want to talk about another Asian that's not raisin-ing? 
Asian that's not raisin-ing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about another Asian that's not raisin-ing. I actually Googled how... Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually Googled how um, how old this person was because I was like, I need to know how old every Asian person is now because they could be 60 when they look 20. Like, I'm sorry. Y'all always look so crazy young. Good thing my wife is Asian. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kari Sane came back. That was one of the few highlights, I feel, of uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, that was a really boring show, but uh, for let, me, that let, was let's very talk exciting. About, let's talk about the return real quick, because I subscribed to Fightful Select, so I had a feeling that she was coming, because they said that yeah. the deal's been done for a while. I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, uh, EO's got a friend. Okay, cool. And the crowd also seemed like they had That's no fucking clue who she was. Yeah, the was. crowd really acted like like nothing just happened. And I was at home, like, I was literally, my reaction was, I was watching it with Janie, and I go, oh my god, is that Kyrie Zane? Is that Kyrie Zane? And then Michael Cole's like, it's Kyrie Zane! And I was like, yes! But the crowd was so lackluster. So, <laughs> kind of pulled from yeah. the moment a bit. Yeah, yeah, I... I don't know. It just like the crowd was not knowing what was going on. I mean, no. like it made they sense. They were just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> it made sense for the match, I guess, yeah. that like EO was going to cheat to win, but it was a different kind of cheat to win because it wasn't uh-huh. uh, Bailey. And I mean, Bailey looked like she saw a damn ghost. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But I don't know. They should have reintroduced her. On SmackDown or Raw or something. Because the crowd probably would have had a better idea of what was happening. I would agree with that. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. Kind of a strange place to have her uh, debut. Again, the creative creative called for it, but I don't know how well it worked. Yeah, agreed. We'll see what happens on SmackDowning. Were you surprised that EO retained? No, I was not, actually. Neither was I. Yeah, I knew there was going to be some kind of shenanigans. Yeah, there's always shenanigans. Uh, I'll let you do your other headline because the next kind of three things all bleed together. So they sure do. That's why talk I, about that's, Vince. That's why I put the uh, the one in there. That's in there. I put it there because I was like, ooh, yeah. So, anyways, um, just a report came out a few minutes ago, or rumor, or I didn't check too much on it. So I don't. Fightful's reporting official. it, so I'll say it's okay. real. All right. Yeah, you always got to be careful with the internet wrestling community. If, if Sean Ross Sapp says it, it's it's going to be very well sourced. Yeah. Like, he's... Can we talk about the internet wrestling community real quick? Because I think that's yeah, part of the reason ridiculous. why like, I've been kind of less into wrestling the last couple weeks. Are they just a bunch of bozos? Like, is everybody just fucking stupid? <laughs> Yo. Why like, makes you say that? <laughs> Okay, well, like I follow, I follow SRS, and yeah. every day there are these fucking idiots in his mentions, just going in on, oh, you you reported that Punk's not coming back to WWE, but Boozer blah 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 is saying that he's coming back, and he's backstage, so he would know. And Sap is like, WWE literally contacted me about this one. Because they don't want to create the expectation for people buying tickets to Survivor Series 
that Punk's going to be there because he's not uh, going to be there. Yeah. And things can change quickly. And just, Absolutely. Like, people, people just can't read. They just can't read, Dimitri. <laughs> All of the reporting that I've seen between like uh, Metzler and uh, Sean Ross Sapp and fight like all these fucking places. It all says things can change quickly. But as of right now, CM Punk does not have meetings with WWE. He is not coming back at Survivor Series. And people were like, oh, well, duh. shut the yeah. fuck up. It's so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. And it was like the same thing with, with Carrie Sane. Like, it's like. Oh, you didn't, you said that she wasn't coming back this soon. You said that she was signed to WWE months ago. Why didn't she? Because the creative didn't call for her to show up yet. Yeah, right. I, that's not hard to get. That's not hard to get at all. That's crazy. I just, it's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's a weird community, man, because, uh, it's like full of, um, I hate to bash on the wrestling folks, but the wrestling community is pretty bad when it comes to like believing false rumors or just a whole bunch of random accounts that like, like I create an account tomorrow, get a couple followers and I tweet so and so will return at this event per just a random like person. And then people run with it and then it becomes a whole big thing. And it's happened multiple times over the last like year for sure. It's or just crazy. like media literacy is at such an all time low. Like you're saying, you could just create an account. Like if we tweeted from our account, CM Punk to return at Survivor Series per Fightful. Oh, yeah. And it gets picked up. <laughs> it gets like Fightful two has not reported and, yep, it. Yep. But if we just say they did, then again, people will be in, in Sean's mentions going, oh, why is uh, Let Me Pod to you reporting that you're reporting that they're coming back? It's just so dumb. It is. Sorry. Dumb. It's so like, dumb. No, 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 no. That was a great point. That was a great vent sesh, and I totally agree. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's annoying. Like, there are people who are very well sourced. Mm-hmm. Like, Dave Meltzer, Sean Ross Sapp, there's a couple others. Like, people who know shit, you, it's pretty easy to figure out if they know shit or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, the guy who has his account locked and has Sean Ross Sapp blocked on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not really going to be him. sticking with what Boozer Wrestling is putting out there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, every blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. But it, I, oh, I just don't get it, Dimitri. I just don't understand. Sorry. Vince is selling his stocks. He's selling <laughs> $8.4 million of his uh, $25 million stocks in TKO. No, Allegedly. that's the total amount that he has. $25 million, he's selling 8.4. Mm-hmm. Do we know the value? Uh, a fucking lot. 8.4 million stocks? Yeah. How much? Did you check the value? I'm looking right now. TKO, holy shit. TKO is at 85 or 84.90. So that's 84.9 times 8.4 million. One more zero. That is seven hundred and thirteen million dollars. Damn. That he's out. Well, he that's not enough yet to buy uh to buy AEW. It's listed at two billion, so he's not buying AEW. Not that Tony's he would, not selling that. Tony Khan no got what. more money than Vince probably anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh yeah, he's not selling that. No, he'll no. Hell no. But yeah, it's, no, you no. can you can actually see the close projections dipping the stock by about $5 because of the big sale. So mm. 
This is not stock advice. I'm not your financial advisor, but when that stock price goes down, it's not a bad idea to buy some because it will go back up. As, that is what happens know, with stoinks. You know, as as I've learned through my one economics class I took in college, uh, line go up, good. <laughs> so that was, that was genius. Thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't even. I don't even need to take class now. That's crazy. You're all good. You got macroeconomics. Appreciate that. Line go up, good. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the greatest of all time. He's not my greatest of all time. Who's your? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before we start that, then who the fuck is your greatest of all time? Uh, the reigning, defending WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. If you're listening to audio right now, just know that <laughs> my my face is in my hand. I'm disgusted. <laughs> nah, I get it. <laughs> no, it's probably John Cena. I mean, I think he's probably the most well-known wrestler of all time. Yeah. Um, it's funny. As soon as I was starting to say some, some blasphemy, your dog started going crazy. They're pissed, uh, man. <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> I raised them right. Let's Let's... <laughs> We're going to go. The headline is Goodbye, John Cena. Um, John's been posting on his Instagram, you know, Looney Tunes, that's all, folks. The end. He's been, uh, he, he said that, you know, when the SAG after strike ends, that he's going to be hanging up the boots again. And it seems like this is going to be the end. Um, at Crown Jewel, he got spiked by a Samoan 11 times. That is not hyperbola. He got spiked 11 times. Um, and he kind of stuck around after everything ended and gave the teary-eyed goodbye to the Saudi crowd. Who knows? Maybe John Cena will come back for another little run or a WrestleMania match. Maybe he'll do something again. But it seems as though he's turning, turning the corner to just sticking with acting and getting out of the squared circle. My heart, man. My heart, my goat. It's uh, yeah. It's it's sad to sad to see we're coming across the end. I don't think it's like the end. And he'll be back. Over is never really over in wrestling. We all know that. Um, but look at Ric Flair, <laughs> the prime example. I can't believe Ric Flair is in AEW. But anyways, <laughs> I saw his debut. Yeah, that was fucking nuts. That blew my mind. Actually, that's the thing that blew my mind the most. When watching the episode you watched, I was like, I can't believe Jacob really just saw Ric Flair in 2023. Like, what the fuck? I have this great picture of this guy across the aisle that when Ric Flair's music hit, he's just like... (laughs) That was my reaction too, bro. But yeah, man. It's it's sad to see John go. Uh, It was cool. To see uh, this match be against, um, uh, wow, why am I blanking on his name? Solo. Solo. Solo Sokoa. How could I forget that? Um, it was cool to see him have that match against Solo because, uh, you know, John Cena's had many matches against his uncle, I think, mm-hmm. Umaga. That would be his uncle, right? Yeah. Uh, and those were memorable for me when I was little. Uh, Umaga was scary as fuck. And when he hit that fucking uh, that thumb... In that boy's throat, I thought I thought he was killing people. All right, so that was a scary thing. So it's cool to see it come kind of full circle. 
and uh, see Solo come out and uh, jab his thumb into more people's throats. Uh, Just to confirm, yes, uh, Solo's uncle is Umaga. Um, His dad is Solufa. Which is Rikishi. Yes. All right. (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. Young goat. But yeah, no, it was... uh, it was cool. It was cool to see. Um, go what ahead. did what did you think of this scene or run this last two months, three months, whatever it was? We're bad at time on this podcast. Yeah, we are very bad at time, but um, it's been okay uh, for my for me. Like nostalgia purposes, it did what it had to do. I was happy to see him in the ring. Every time his music hits, there was like a nostalgia hit for me. Like his music is legendary. Like just hearing that theme song hit just does something to me. It, makes my soul smile so just off rip like literally just having him there it didn't honestly to me it didn't matter like what creatively is going on just having john cena in a wrestling ring for me is exciting uh so i would say creatively it was okay you know like a solid i wish they had given him a win yeah and that's the big thing for me that is uh that is where my stocks rising comes in. So I'm gonna bleed into that really quick because I want to talk about mm-hmm. that since we're on it. Yeah. Um I am very happy that John Cena is not Goldberg. And I say that because Goldberg, his old ass came back and was like refusing to lose, wanted the belt, all this stuff because he wanted people, I guess his kids to see him as a champion. Cool, but at the same time. Come on, bro. Put some people over. And the complaint of John Cena, a lot of his career was that he didn't put people over. He actually buried people. And I'm not going to blame John Cena for that. I think he's just a cog, like literally just a gear in this big ass system. And if Vince wanted John to win, John wasn't going to argue against Vince and be like, no, I'm going to lose to these people. John okay, is a company look, guy. Let's pause there too. I mean, John Cena literally is the spawn of WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, does John Cena have a mother and a father? No, he was grown in a <laughs> test tube in Stamford, Connecticut. Yep. Like he, John Cena is if Vince McMahon drew on a piece of paper what a face of his company would be. It's John Cena. That's what Vince yeah. McMahon would would draw. That's actually like, so facts. Like the 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 body, like relating to the to the kiddos with the rap music and also being a good role model, all that. But but also just across the board of just the demographics that John Cena would win in. The yeah. whites, the olds, the kids, the... The whites, the olds, the kids. <laughs> hey, he even brought the black people in, man. Black that's people what, love that's John Cena. I, I didn't know how, how appropriate it would be for me to say the blacks. On oh, well, podcast, I got you, bro. <laughs> but you, yeah, all right. I have permission. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it, it's just like, I, I think John Cena, like, literally, if Vince McMahon could grow a superstar to be his face of the company... He would have made John Cena, and he did. He made John Cena what he was. He's, what, a 29-time champion? Something like that? Yeesh. Like, it's it's high 20s, I know. I mean, And I know a lot of that was he was the United States champion for a long-ass time. He did an mm-hmm. open challenge, like, every fucking week. So, mm-hmm. like, he was, he was a workhorse for the company. So, yeah, John Cena's going to do whatever is best. And there's there was some reporting that came out during this return, too, that John Cena said... Whatever the company needs me to do, 
put somebody over, put somebody under. Company guy. Whatever they want me to do, I'm going to do. Because he loves the business. He loves wrestling. Yeah. So I would like to, I would like to see him win too, but I'm not like upset at the outcome. Make Solo look really strong. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like at, at the pay per view, I think putting Solo over is the best thing that they could do there. Yeah. But they couldn't have given him, you know, the John Cena open challenge on a Friday night SmackDown and had him beat Uh, Jimmy. That would have been dope. Yeah. You know, one time. Just a one singles match where he beats Jimmy. I I mean, they're not trying to do anything with Jimmy Uso right now other than, like, he's kind of the comedic relief of the bloodline. Yep. So he came back, had a feud with the bloodline. He could have had a win somewhere. So that's it. That's all I'm kind of thinking there. But Fair. Uh, let's circle back to the rest of the Bloodline Cinematic Universe. Roman Reigns retains his undisputed WWE Universal Championship over Los Angeles Knight. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, Dimitri. Yeah, I remember nothing from this match. Do you remember anything from this match? Wow, we are on the same wavelength because I was. I was hoping you remembered so you could tell me because I no. do not remember. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember much from the pay per view because uh, it kind of sucked. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was it was extraordinarily mid. It was very forgettable. Like if <sighs> it made Fastlane look okay. Yeah, it's facts. And I was kind of surprised too because, like, usually Crown Jewel, like. I know it has that joke of, oh, it's a glorified house show. But at the same time, the last like two or three Saudi shows have actually been like low key bangers. So I don't really understand. I'm, I'm scrolling a Bleacher Report article to try to find anything that happened in this. Okay. What happened? Something must have happened. I'll just read this. This will be our. Our main event recap. The crowd was heavily in favor of the megastar and chanted his name as the two men stood in the ring for the official introductions. The tribal chief got the upper hand early. Oh, actually, you know what? Quick stock rising. Didn't put it in here. Byron Saxton ring announcing. Holy shit. W. Yeah, no, I'm with you, bro. It sounded good. It It sounded really good. Yeah, I literally liked it. It was different. Get this man out of backstage. Mike Rome, you're fired. Byron Saxon, (laughs) oh my god. He had that kind of It sounded really like cool. Cool, that little bit of like raspiness underneath it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. That was the- Yeah, me too. That was the most I have liked Byron Saxton since I've been watching wrestling. Like, I think he's cool. Like, I, I don't mind him, really. I don't really like what they uh-huh. do with the character of Byron Saxton, which is just kind of pile on him, whether he's backstage mm-hmm. or at the desk. Like, he's a good worker. Like, he does what he needs to do. But his ring announcing, oh, my God. I was like, get this should be yeah. this man's full-time job. Like, we love Samantha Irvin on this podcast. We She's been a stock yeah. rising. But, like, if Byron Saxton was the voice of WWE Premium Live Events, I would have no complaints. Oh, absolutely not. I think just having the combo of Samantha Irvin and him would oh, yeah. be absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. 
Like what a what a nice what a nice contrast. There. It felt Both so very good too. I I don't know. It just his voice made the matches feel important. Like again, no shade to Mike Rome. Like I can't ring announce. Like I cannot throw my voice away that man does. But Byron Saxon, it just wasn't that like traditional ring announcer where it's like, let's get ready to rumble. Like that's what Mike Rome is to me. Byron really just, he took it to another level for me. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, He reminded me of uh, that, the old ring announcer for WWE, Howard Finkel. He had a kind of sort of mm, thing about his voice too. Yep. Uh, and it reminded me of that a little bit. Not, I'm not saying it's exactly like that, but it definitely reminded me of that. Uh, okay, so everything was like pretty much the regular Tribal Chief title match story where, you know, Roman's in control, slowing the match down, talking to Paul, talking shit to the crowd, talking shit while he has him in a hold, all that kind of stuff. LA Knight got some offense in. Then Solo and Jimmy get involved to provide some distractions. Knight kicks out of a spear, almost won with a BFT, but Jimmy pulled Roman's foot up to the rope forgot that happened good on jimmy did his job uh roman spears la knight through the barricade brings him back to the ring another spear one two three roman reigns roman reigns so surprise yeah, surprise pretty pretty standard roman match at this point to be honest pretty standard run of the mill roman reigns and He's not being advertised for Survivor Series, which is like, I am. I love the Tribal Chief. I love the character. I am here for him retaining, but like, one title defense since yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah. Like this year, this calendar year, twenty twenty three, we've had the Elimination Chamber in Montreal where he beat Sami Zayn almost to death. WrestleMania against Cody Rhodes. I'm glad he retained. But I'm starting to go, I don't know. <laughs> SummerSlam, I don't even, who did he beat at SummerSlam? Do you remember? Was it Jay? Yes, it was Jay. Tribal Combat. Yeah. And then now at Crown Jewel against LA Knight, and he's not advertised for Survivor Series. So the next time we probably see the Tribal Chief in a match is a Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh they are really stretching this bad boy out. Um I I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I, I feel, feel about bad it. about I mean, it. I mean like like I get it. He he's he negotiated a great part-time work contract for him. Like he's still on SmackDown, but he's part-time. He doesn't have to defend the belt all the time. I don't need Roman Reigns to have an open challenge on SmackDown. That's not him. That's not his character. Right. But not defending the belt at Survivor Series, which is a big pay-per-view, just doesn't work for me. Yeah, no, I agree. We we probably need to see the belt more. Uh, if the one benefit is anytime he's there, it feels really special. Yeah, and it feels like something I should tune into. But, but then you again, see the match, and you're like, like uh, the- here we go again. Yeah, exactly. It was like the same thing, and I was like, yeah, we couldn't have kicked anything else up. And as soon as I saw he was facing L.A. Knight, I mean, I love L.A. Knight, but no part of me was like, L.A. Knight's going to beat him at, Crown, at yeah. Crown Jewel and just like end the streak right here. No part of me was like, that would happen. All right, let's go to the next, let's go to the next part. The United States title. I can't believe I'm saying this. 
But I think Rey Mysterio losing the United States title to Logan Paul is a stock rising for the title. The title itself. Yeah. Just the belt, not the match, because that was fucking stupid. <laughs> I hated that ending. That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Logan Paul's friend, Jason. I don't know who Jason is. Do you know who Jason is, Dimitri? No, and actually I was going to say this. I was actually like, I walked out the room, so I didn't get to see the, the end of this match, so I have no idea what happened. The dumbest shit of all time <laughs> fucking happened. I I remember this because Iad was here for, for Crown Jewel. He, he was hanging out. And like yeah. we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Jason, Logan Paul's friend, part of his entourage, the the Logan Paul squad, uh, they he he jumps the barricade and he's like sneaking around the ring, and then the camera gets up close and he's got the brass knuckles, which like oh boy, is it the whole point of Logan Paul that he has titanium plates in his hand so he it's like. He lands that punch oh, and it's it's over. Just one punch, right? Isn't that the whole point of him? But let's give him some brass I knuckles. That up before. So Jason is trying to get those to Logan, but uh, Santos Escobar he comes out of the crowd on the other side and he's like, "No, I say I'm gonna need those brass knuckles." So he kicks Jason, steals the brass knuckles, but then. I don't, there's something else that happens and he needs to chase Jason away. But instead of keeping the brass knuckles in his hand that he took from Jason, he puts them on the ring apron right in front of Logan Paul and then runs away to chase Jason mm. off. So Santos mm. Escobar in his infinite wisdom decided that Jason, someone we've never seen before, a just Random white fella named Jason is more <laughs> really keying in on this. This guy is more named of a Jason. threat to Rey Mysterio <laughs> than brass knuckles in the hands of Logan Paul. Yeah, that's a great point. So Logan man. goes, "Oh shit, my brass knuckles are right there." <laughs> so he goes to pick them up. Rey Mysterio kicks him in the back, hooks him up on the rope for the six one nine. Logan grabs his brass knuckles. He takes the 619. He doesn't defend it. He just eats a 619. But does nothing, apparently. And then he punches Rey Mysterio in the face of the brass knuckles, tucks him into his trunks, one, two, three, Logan Paul, new champ. Wow, it was a Isn't that so stupid? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that reeks of like, Overbooking, bad right? uh, creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you really yes. overthought that. One... <laughs> One major props that I will give to Logan Paul, though, is he saved Rey Mysterio from probably a pretty bad injury during that match. Oh, I Rey did was see doing, that. Yeah. He jumped on, up onto the middle rope and was doing like a flip off of it, and Logan was further away than I think Rey thought. Rey Mysterio was coming straight down on his head. Logan Paul basically mm. dives and catches Rey Mysterio out of the air and saves his ass. So... Major props to Logan Paul. That is a proof that, like, as much as I dislike Logan Paul the person, he's a good worker. He can do this job. He can be a professional wrestler. And there's nothing that he has shown in the ring that shows that he can't. 
So props to him for catching Ray, and he is our new United States champion. Absolutely. Probably the best celeb run we've ever had. Over Bad Bunny? Uh, next to... Uh, yeah, I'd give it over Bad Bunny just because he's had That's more fair. matches and he's actually like won a championship here. Uh, but Bad Bunny's a, a very high second. So why I kind of wanted to tie this into the main event, do you think this is where LA Knight goes from here? He already has beef with Logan. I would like to say yes, because uh, that would make just a lot of sense. LA Knight's got huge star power in the WWE. Logan Paul's got huge star power outside the WWE. You let the two meet. You let LA Knight win his first belt off of this star. Uh, and hopefully that gives LA Knight a little bit more stardom. Because there's not a lot of people in the company that LA Knight can beat right now that are going to give him some sort of like like pop that he doesn't already have. But beating Logan Paul would make everybody happy. So it's going to be like a compound for me. I feel like that'd be like compound okay. excitement. So my next question is how far do they drag it? Does this get dragged all the way to Mania? Is this, are we going to put the United States title in the Elimination Chamber again? Is it going to be at the Royal Rumble in Australia? Or are we going to do this as a shorter celebrity run and LA Knight gets his belt at Survivor Series? I. That is a really uh, fucking. Do you want to know my thought? Yes. I, I'm, I apologize because I'm stealing this from another wrestling podcast and I've been listening to a lot of them over the last couple of days so I don't remember which one it was it might be Sour Graps possibly but I think Triple H is kind of working Wrestlemania backwards and I agree they said this on, on this I, I think it was Sour Graps with uh, Kate from Fightful and Alex from Fightful um, I be, like they said this and I was like oh my god he's 100% doing this Triple H is doing like a Vince opposite. Vince is just like, let's see where we fucking go. And then WrestleMania becomes where we are. But Triple H, he goes, all right, what do I want for WrestleMania next year? How do I get there? And then that's Mm -hmm. why we've had this overbooking of the Judgment Day and Cody and Friends. Because he needs to fill a lot of time (laughs) until WrestleMania for Cody. And Cody and Brock Lesnar all the way through SummerSlam. Like, all this stuff. So, I'm wondering if Triple H is like, okay, I want LA Knight's payoff on this push to be the United States title at WrestleMania over a star, Logan Paul, maybe. And now he's like, okay, this is the time for Logan Paul. And I can occupy Logan Paul with the rest of the LWL. Rey Mysterio rematch at Survivor Series, a Santos Escobar match at uh, the Royal Rumble, LA Knight wins the Royal Rumble, but uses it to use it on the, the United States title or something fucking stupid. You know, like, I could see, like, all of this <laughs> dumb shit happening because he's working backwards from Mania, and they stretch this LA Knight Logan Paul to Mania thing. Unfortunately. I... Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the working backwards that seems to be done most times. Uh, sometimes, you know, things do get dragged out, but I appreciate that everything's not just like, hey, yeah, random shit's happening. True. Hey, let's forget about, hey, by the way, remember mm-hmm. that thing that happened last week? <laughs> forget about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> well, well, well t- TBD, uh, pod to yous. What are, what are our fans? What are our fans? Pod to yous. 
You know what? This is a great question. We're going to have to think about that. What are all 10 of you called? <laughs> oh, um, I don't think that's good. <laughs> anyway, next stock rising. Uh, GM. Where are we at? Oh, uh, yeah. GM stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just happy we seem to be sticking with GM stuff for now is what I was going to key in mm-hmm. on is for now. Because I don't know if it's going to last past war oh, games. Uh, I don't know if they're... You think they it's wouldn't last have hired games? Nick Aldis and paid him the money that they probably would have had to pay him, former TNA champion, you know, to be a just on-screen authority figure to the to scrap it fairly soon. I think it's going to go for a while. Then I'm then I'm fucking excited because you know me and I love this shit. I love that on Raw, uh, Adam Pierce face is out there making calls. Adam, the official Adam Pierce. Uh, is out there making calls. Uh, he's out there like, uh, there was a little moment on Raw when he was like hyping up the stuff that was going on on Raw, like kind of discussing the matches mm-hmm. they had coming up, kind of like selling it to you, showing you why like Raw is like the place to be. And like little shit like that, that like makes it seem like it's like it's his, his job mm-hmm. to run the show. And like he's not just kind of floating around being some sort of like guy just with rules that are just randomly handed out. It just feels much more structured. And I really, 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 really fucking enjoy the way this is going. And then at the end of the show, obviously we got the big we'll old announcement that. of war games. We'll get to that. Uh, but I do, I just, I love the, I love where this is at. I love where it's going. I love GMs. I think it just makes the roster. And Nick, all this is a great hire for this. Like maybe it could be that he was getting to Absolutely. a point, you know, where he's like, I can probably still work in ring. I can take a bump if I need to. Cause you know, bumping a GM. That that's crazy, bro. So like <laughs> he he could take a bump if he needs to, but like he can talk. That's the biggest thing that you need out of a general Absolutely. manager. Yeah. And like and he adjusts like his flow depending on who he's talking to. Like there was a whole thing with uh with Chelsea Green the other week on SmackDown where he was like, Oh, yes, I know. And he, like, basically, like, mocked her character on screen and, like, put her in a match she didn't want to be in. I was like, that's good stuff. Like, yeah, Chelsea is so annoying to the general manager. Of course, he'd be like, if you keep Uh bothering me, I'm going to give you shit you don't want to (laughs) do. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with it, too. It's been very entertaining. And let's just roll into War Games. Adam Pierce's call at the end of Raw. By the way, that Raw main event was really good. I know that it did not really make a ton of sense of why Seth would give Sammy a title shot out of nothing. Yes. It was very random. The match Sammy. smacked. The match was great. Mm-hmm. Sam, That was like they 30 gave them minutes. So much time. And it was <laughs> yeah. a banger. Like the storytelling just mm-hmm. in the match too, where Sammy, like the one time he like could have done something to Seth's back and it said he just like smacked his back one time and then backed off. Like, just the respect that they showed between those two guys there for building this further. I'm like, this is really good. And then Pierce comes yeah, out and he's like, you want to play games? You want to play games? Well, fine. November 26th in Chicago. You're playing war games. Damn, Jacob, that was really good. I, just like the intensity <laughs> that he brought there, too. Because he tries to cut like a pretty calm, cool, really collected good. figure backstage. So like the intensity yeah. that he brought out for it, I was like, that's what we needed. That is exactly what we wanted. That is exactly what we needed. 
So how do you feel about war games being Cody and friends versus judgment day? Uh, fucking happy because maybe it can finally be the blow off that we need for I'm it to stop so happening sick over, of and it. over and over and over and, and over. Guess what? <laughs> guess what's on Monday night this next week? Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso for the undisputed tag team championships. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off with that. I'm so fucking sick of it. I'm tired Amen. of it. We have the thing fucking scheduled. You know what they're going to fucking do? They're going to do like a four, an eight man tornado tag match that's in a regular ring when they're going to have these guys beat the shit out of each other the following week. Like fucking stop Triple H. I'm yep. taught. I'm done. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I have seen it too many times. I've seen it too much. <laughs> Leave me this alone. Triple episode H. Is one big stop falling for creative. Oh my. Yeah. Like. Hey yo, I'm Tazawa dancing, man. I'm feeling good. I, it's all right. <laughs> just, just Tazawa dance. Make, make yourself me feel better. <laughs> Am I wrong though that I thought last year there were five people? Like it was five on each team in War Games? Or am I tripping? My memory is terrible, and I am the wrong one. To it ask. was five. I cannot because remember it was shit. Roman, both Usos, Solo, and Sami Zayn. Versus Sheamus, Drew Mack, Brawling Brutes, both of them, and Kevin Owens, because that is where Sammy wow, incredible drew his line in the sand that he's with the bloodline. So it was five. I remember that. But how did you remember? How did you remember? Did you know? Nope, did. did you Google all that? up here? What, what's wrong? Love with wrestling, you? baby. His brain's just all wrestling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, okay, so that's four on four, because we've got Cody, Seth, Sammy, and Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. Damien Priest, Finn Balor, Big Head Boy, J.D. McDonough, and uh, (laughs) Dominic Mysterio. First of all, I can't believe that Dominic's going to be in fucking war games. He's going to be in a hardcore match. I'm excited, bro. That's my guy, man. Let's go. (laughs) It's going to be a badass. That's what he's going to do. I'm just like, okay, what? (laughs) Are they going to just do it 4v4 this time? Because that's what they built? Or are we going to, like, each person's going to bring somebody else in? Because, like... I don't know. Good question. They could easily just do Cody and Friends just calls uh, Kevin Owens and Kevin comes back. And... I don't know. Maybe Roman sends Solo to... Or Jimmy or something. I don't know. Who knows? They're going to do something dumb, though. There are options. Yeah. Okay. We've already been stockfalling Crown Jewel, but <laughs> should we keep stockfalling Crown Jewel? Yeah. Just mentioning it again, just for the people out there in the back. Stockfalling right. Crown Jewel. Things that we haven't <laughs> talked about yet. Oh, what do you know? It's a Cody and Friends match versus Judgment Day. Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> Who could have seen Shock. that coming on a premium live event? <laughs> wow. This is another one. Dimitri, do you remember anything about this match? Exactly. No. So, <laughs> uh, Finn Balor came to ringside, distracted the ref so J.D. McDonough could help Damian Priest. Jay Uso showed up to take out the rest of the Judgment Day, drive them away with a chair. I do remember that now. So, make this make sense for me. 
There's two fellas. There's Finn Balor okay. and JD McDonough. And then there's one guy, Jay Uso, with one chair. I feel like if you and me versus somebody with a chair, we could probably still take them, Dimitri. And and we Absolutely, do not go to the yeah, gym. A little distraction. So Actually, fun fact I just started right. last week. One boy. half of us goes to the gym. So <laughs> one half of us goes to the gym. It's one of those things in wrestling where they're like, Jay Uso with the equalizer. And it's like, it's not a gun. It's a chair. <laughs> That's a great point. They're like, oh shit, I can't get well, close, bro. That's a chair. Sorry, Ain't no Damian. way we distracted him. You're going to have to rely on your Damien side <laughs> to get you out of this one because he's got a chair. We can't oh my do God. anything. I haven't heard I haven't heard that in so long. Oh, I joke about oh the Damien side all the time. <laughs> That was a real. That was a real, was bad, a real time. bad time. He was the United States champion, and his Damien side. Uh, okay, uh, that was awful. So and yeah, there was a bunch of like match interference already in the show by this time. So it was like, all right, cool. Uh, and then Cody yeah. Rhodes gets um, Damien Priest and hits the crossroads three times to finish it off. Cody wins. Who cares? Cody. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, the other thing. Would would you believe it, Dimitri, if I told you that Cody Rhodes was battling an injury throughout this match too? What? He that was selling like an injured Rhodes. ankle the whole time. <laughs> Shock horror. Oh wow. If anybody knows the the you know, five to ten people that listen to this podcast, uh what wrestlers do uh, when they have to fake an injury, like how do they remember? Because this is something that's gone through my head so many times. Like if you get injured in a match and you got to sell your left leg is hurt, why more often do people not just like switch legs and fuck up? Because I absolutely because they're professionals forget <laughs> they which not. leg was hurt. Somebody has had to forget at some point. There's no, got to be a technique. There somebody, was definitely something, one something time tells on you. an AEW episode where like someone got their like leg smashed with a pipe or something, and like. Out of nowhere, they yeah. just started limping on the wrong leg, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yo, I would absolutely do that." I've just—that's something that's always gone through my mind. I'm like, "Are these coaches telling them like a certain way to like remember which leg is hurt, or like, or is it just straight up off of like I must remember that it's my left?" Because like, if it's just off that, ain't no way I would remember. So the next stock falling that we'll talk about from this pay per view is the end of uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Because I actually thought that match was pretty good. They beat the hell out of each other. I thought they both sold well for each other. Classic. Seth's pedigrees, yeah. I don't know if it's just because they keep coming later and later in matches. They've been really sloppy lately. Or maybe he's not allowed to like really throw mm. people down on their face. Like If he was in AEW, like, he'd be killing people. Like, But I don't know. A <laughs> couple, couple times I see the pedigree and I'm like, that didn't look very... Like, I could get up from that. You just picked him up and kind of dropped him. Um, <laughs> but it was a war, an absolute war between Seth and, um, and Drew. So then Damien starts to come down the ramp with a ref. He's going to cash in. I'm like, this makes sense. This is good booking. He should have done it at Fastlane after a last man standing match. Seth looks like he can't even get up. The camera goes to Seth when the Judgment Day music hits, and he literally goes, fuck. So 
<laughs> but what do you know? We're going to extend this even further. And Sami Zayn comes out of the crowd in a hoodie and steals the briefcase and just runs away. We all know he has the contract. Does he need the briefcase to do this? Like, Technically, yes. According so, to WWE, so he's got to have the briefcase. This is bad booking. That was really stupid. It's like, <laughs> when is he going to do it? Is he going to do it at the end of War Games or something? Like, I, I just don't understand, like, what they're doing here. This is one I'm not too mad about because they'd be pushing this off. They always push this off. EO pushed hers off okay, a while. Okay, all right, fine, 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 uh, fine, 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 fine. If you're fine with this, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> but if you're going to do something fucking stupid, commit to the bit. Sammy Fair. steals the briefcase, gets it. All the way back to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania for Monday Night Raw. And guess what he doesn't do? He doesn't have the briefcase when he comes out in the opening segment. Did he just like on the plane back be like, hey man, sorry I stole your briefcase. Here you go. Did you, they gave us What'd an explanation they actually. They gave us an explanation. They said that, uh, I don't remember who had said it. It was Seth. When he was out there, he said uh, he was talking to who was he talking to out there? Oh yeah, fucking uh, yeah, Sammy himself. Um, he was out there talking to Sammy, and he was like, "Let me guess, you got here, and Adam Pierce made you get that briefcase. Show back. us, uh, give that briefcase back." And then Sammy was like, "Yeah." And then Seth, they like talked more, and then the Seth was like, "The reason I know that is because I went there and I asked him to." Uh, let us have a match tonight. And that's how that whole thing started. And he was like, I made sure, blah, blah, blah. We talked to him and I'm, yeah. So that's, that's what happened. The, apparently Adam Pierce, uh, dumb took the briefcase back. Show us like, <laughs> just do like a digital thing that you put out on the WWE Twitter at like seven o'clock where Sammy's arrived at the arena. He's all like, yeah, I got the briefcase. Yeah. I got the briefcase. And then Adam Pierce goes, Sammy, you know, I can't let you keep that briefcase. Anything. Just commit to the bit. Like, okay, you can explain it away in magic hands, but like just show us. It would take right, yeah, two this seconds. Feel, this, this, feels like a, this feels like a halfway point between typical uh, Vince WWE and Triple H WWE where in Vince WWE <laughs> we just uh, the briefcase would have the briefcase would have just like disappeared and we would have got no explanation fair. at all, but we would have just not have it anymore. And uh, Triple H WWE, typically he does a great job of explaining things and showing us things. But in this scenario, it's just, they're all the there. Just show it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Showing it would have been ideal. Uh, I agree. All right. One more match that we didn't <laughs> talk about was the women's five way for the women's world championship. Rhea Ripley, the champion. Nia Jax, the breaker of women. Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. First of all, they all have to wear those like dumb outfits because Saudi Arabia can't respect women or something. And <laughs> like, I know it's like her thing that she just does. So it was probably like she went on autopilot, but Raquel, like showing us her back when we can't see her back, like sent me, I was laughing very hard. I was like, we can't see your back girl. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then. Yeah, would've been, it would. I think it would have been more weird if she didn't do the back thing. I would have been like, "Are you okay? Where's girl? your back? Because I know your back is your, your personality." Back? Yeah, 
at least I know it's there. And that, like, <laughs> what did you think of Rhea's whole like thing with all the dudes and the smokestacks and like it went on forever. That was the, the yeah. at the beginning of her entrance. Yeah, that was really fucking weird, and I was so confused as to what was going on. And then her music hit, and it, like she came out like normal, and I was just like. What did I just watch? Did I just watch some sort of real weird ritual? Yeah, what is Ian was on? like, okay, at this point, they either need to have all of these dudes all the way down the ramp, or they got to stop. Yeah. Because there's too many of these dudes. Yeah. It was really it weird. It was weird. There was no explanation. It was just, it was just like, I mean, special entrances are a thing, but that, it was just like, it felt like a yes. half-baked special entrance. Uh, I will tell you the only thing that I remember from this match. Okay, I'm gonna tell you my only thing. It'd be really it, funny if it's not the same though. thing. Uh, Shayna Baszler putting two people into a submission maneuver at the same time—that was sick. Okay, I remember two things. That wasn't gonna be my thing, but I remembered that, and I remember um, Zoe Stark doing the runny thing where she like ran off oh, the rope yeah, and then yeah. jumped. That was really fucking cool. That's a memory of mine. So shout out to her for that. Put that on. was cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are my yeah two the, things. The, the Shayna thing, too. though, like, I was like, she, what happens if they both tap? They weren't going to. It, it was really yeah. one of those, it's a five-way. Somebody just kick her in the head. And it took Zoe Stark forever mm-hmm. to kick her in the head. Let's go back to Bleacher Report and see what else happened. Um, well, we know Rhea retained. So. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. We, that's, this is another one of those, it felt like this, uh, this pay-per-view was just a lot of... Status uh, quo. Things you expect to happen happened. Yeah. Like exactly how you expected it to go, it went. And she's like, all right, well, didn't um, need to watch that. Yeah. Uh, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Rhea was about to retain uh, yeah. title by slamming Stark onto Rodriguez and Baszler with the tide from the middle rope to end a decent match with. Oh, she was able to. So, yeah, hit Baszler with a riptide onto, no, Stark onto Rodriguez and Baszler with a riptide. Sure. Shayna took the pin. Who cares? Sure. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Zoe Stark getting a title match? When as expected. Survivor Series? I don't think she's earned it. Uh... Okay, yeah, storyline-wise, I would say she didn't earn it, but, like, as far as, like, in-ring goes, I've liked watching her wrestle. Um, I like to see more, uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, giving her a title opportunity, like, right now, just feels kind of uh, yeah, I'm, well, that, That's where I'm at. She can go, but what's her character? Her yeah. character is that she's Zoe Stark, and that she was, she's there. I she's guess it's fucking pitbull, dumb. Baby. Like, and this is a bigger complaint that I have like across <laughs> the brands right now is that like the women's the women's divisions between like AEW and WWE there is no personality. Like AEW this week there was the this was the first time in like weeks that we had a like a promo segment with women. I'm like we don't get anything if they're just wrestling. We need them to talk. We need to get more story out of this. I agree with your point here, but I like Zoe. Stark she's just so nothing to me. I think like, she's just it's... tough. Like for me, she just seems like a badass, and that's all. That's all she all needs right. to be for me. All right. Okay. 
like a hard sure. ass. That's, that's, sure. that's I know. I, know, I want a character. I get what you're saying, but like for me, it works. <laughs> I want a character. It agree to disagree, Dimitri. <laughs> One thing we can't agree on: Crown Jewel was, yeah. and uh, yeah, I hope Survivor oh, Series absolutely. is better. But wait, we've only got two weeks to build it. Mm-hmm. Oh, who could have booked that? <sighs> anyway, anything else? <laughs> uh, fucking Panthers getting right. that W tonight, brother. Let's go. We gonna whoop. Uh, what's his name? Even what's his first name? I want to say Tyler, but it's not. <laughs> I was gonna Tyson say Tyler Pager. too. He looks like a Tyler. Fuck him. <laughs> He's just a white guy. I'm. We gonna whoop his ass, Bryce. Bryce gonna go out there and get three tutties, maybe four hundred yards. Here's the thing for the Bears. I'm just that's kidding. Really funny about this game. <laughs> they win whether they win or lose. They beat the Panthers. They maintain that yeah. number one pick. They lose to the Panthers. They keep their own pick better. So. No matter what happens, it's a beautiful thing the Bears win. I think the ultimate, like, hilarious uh, outcome of this game would be a tie. That would be just oh, so funny. That would make me so happy. That would be so funny. I am not going to watch this football game because <laughs> be I do so not funny. give a shit about either team. Yeah, I doubt most people will. Bears fans only. It's only. It's a Bears fans and Panthers fans Bro, game. This is the only people that are watching. If this game, game if people tune in to Thursday night football and they go a full four quarters and an overtime period and this game ends like nine nine three field goals each chef's kiss please that would be excellent <laughs> I'm very excited for it. you see I got my Frankie Louvu jersey on because he's a oose I've got my, my uh, I've got my AC Milan yeah, jacket bloodline on. okay buddy I'll see you, Anything bro. else, Dimitri? Anything thing. else? All right. Hopefully the nah, wrestling gets it. better, folks. We can only talk about how good it is if it's good. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter yep. and TikTok and YouTube at Let Me Pod to you. You can find Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please review us on your chosen podcast platform. We're on every major network. We're going to be eating lots of fiber this week, so we're more regular in terms of putting out podcasts. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>